All right, ladies and lads, welcome back to the FC 13 and Islands to Igloos Gold Cup recap show. My name is Thomas Hewitt, and I'm I'm very sorry that I have not done one of these for a little while, but um, it's been a bit uh, bit busy. But there has been a lot of action, and to be honest, it's pretty hard to keep up with. So, what we're going to be doing uh, right now for today is just going to be taking a look at the action. But, you know, there's some drama that's setting up uh, some good uh, second-round matchups. Actually, what what, uh, what what could be some second-round matchups, it's been match day two and part of match day three have passed, um, which does mean that only two groups are left to decide. So tomorrow... Canada versus Cuba and Guadeloupe versus Guatemala, and then Costa Rica versus Martinique and Panama versus El Salvador the day after. That's on the Wednesday. Uh, to decide who will go to the knockouts, it is wide open uh, in Group D, but in Group C, one team has clinched and there's still one more spot left. And that was, it was a sort of a similar situation for what Group B was in last night. So going into it, Mexico were on top with six points. Uh, then Haiti with the win were in second, and Qatar and Honduras tied at one point. Um, then it was pretty crazy what happened. Qatar needed a win. Uh, it, Haiti, a win, would clinch. Uh, even a draw, I think, could have done them well. Uh, I'm pretty sure if they had scored enough goals um either way uh Qatar somehow came through beat Mexico I mean it wasn't the best Mexico team obviously they'd already clinched they knew they were going to be first didn't really matter all too much for them but it did matter a lot for Qatar and the guest nation comes out with a gigantic 1-0 victory while Haiti, because obviously all these matches are at the same time. Nothing can be coordinated. So in the Haiti versus Honduras match in Charlotte, Haiti came out. They did pretty well. They generated most of the chances to open the game until in the 20th minute, uh, got an easy tap in, um, just passed to the back post. Keeper wasn't able to get there in time, and they went up 1-0. Honduras storms back, though. Wins the match late. Um, it was it was tied. It was it was it was tied throughout most of the second half, and then Honduras found their breakthrough, which even they actually could have gone to the knockout stage with a win. However, uh, obviously the win for um, for Qatar prevented that. Um, Honduras, who they they have had a pretty strange um gold cup they were smashed by mexico obviously then they tied qatar which was good uh it was a good result for them because qatar are not that bad of a team obviously as we are seeing now and then against haiti uh haiti who looked a lot like the team that was going to finish second and i did think they were going to finish second they beat Haiti. So that's a very positive result for the Hondurans. 
Haiti, I'm not entirely sure how this happened. Um, they, like, really are going to come away from this with major disappointment. Because I think going into it, they thought this this could be this could be their tournament um, to to break through. They've had a, a big year for football there with uh, Violet beating an MLS team to reach the quarterfinals of the CONCACAF Champions League. So the national team going to the knockout stage and you know making waves like they did in 2019 that would have been another boost to a year where also the women's team is going to be at the World Cup, uh, which starts extremely shortly and only 17 days now until the women's world cup kicks off so when they look back on this i it was it was a good squad for haiti uh i'll be honest they 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 really don't have a bad team uh, obviously look at it in Derek etienne's one of the the stars obviously garvin Matusla does play for forge so that was a cool canadian premier league collect, connection but really, coming out of the gate, coming back against Qatar and winning, that should have been uh, the the thing that the game that would tee up a big tournament for Haiti. And if you asked me before the tournament, asked me before even the game against Honduras, I would have said Haiti will win and they'll go through simply because uh, Honduras have looked pretty bad. I will be honest, pretty bad um, recently. So for uh, it, which is a bit uh, a little bit of a shock about you know how much they have regressed in a, such a short amount of time, but um, anyway, disappointing for them. Uh, obviously that they couldn't they couldn't pull through, but Qatar, who went to the semifinals in twenty twenty one as the uh, also the guest nation then as they were Asian Cup champions, uh, they could rediscover some magic and obviously against winning against Mexico. That's quite the way to do it elsewhere. Uh, group a was decided. It was pretty obvious as to what was going to happen, uh, before, uh, the two matches kicked off, but Jamaica smashed St. Kitts and Nevis five nil while the USA demolished Trinidad and Tobago six nil and Jesus Ferreira has stolen the show in Group A and across the Gold Cup. Even though the games where he's excelled in are St. Kitts and Nevis and Trinidad and Tobago, back-to-back hat-tricks is undeniably an incredible feat. Um, And it is only a matter of time before he does get that European move. Uh, He plies a trade with FC Dallas right now. He is one of... MLS's better strikers, uh, better young strikers, too. He's only 22, I believe. He's got a lot ahead of him. And he's going to be really put on the map with back-to-back hat-tricks and powering the USA forward. So after, I think a lot of us thought maybe the USA aren't necessarily the, uh, the big dog in Group A after they drew with Jamaica, and they do end on the same amount of points. But the goal differential for the USA is uh, 12 because they only gave up that one goal to Jamaica early on in the match. They shook it off very well, uh, very well indeed. And Jamaica, who also got that win, it wasn't unexpected. But there could have been an outside chance that maybe Trinidad uh, could have 
could have uh, could have pulled through, I would say they would have to, um, they're better than Saint Kitts and Nevis, obviously. Um, but after you know they were smashed by Jamaica, and then the USA put put firmly put them to bed. It was four 0 at halftime, I believe. There wasn't much of a chance for TNT to uh, to go on and make the knockout stage. Jamaica, I think, still could have been uh, a could. It's not like the Trinidad one. They really did show how they can improve because they were letting a lot of chances for even more goals go by. But in this one, maybe just not as much. They had six shots on target and scored five. That's pretty good. Um, they did have 18 shots, though, so only six were on target. That is sort of a similar thing from St. Kitts and Nevis match. Um, anyway, they, uh, they were, uh, again, very good. Uh, very good in this one. And, yeah, they do just work well together, and they once again played that very deadly all-Premier League front three, Damari Gray, Leon Bailey, and Mikel Antonio. Uh, while... Um, you know, two of those guys did go out, and we had uh, a bit of an, a a changed, um, a changed, you know, goalkeeper situation with um with uh, Jamali White going in instead of Andre Blake, and I think it's good that they get this rest because they are this tees up a matchup between the first place team in Group D, which, after what we've seen, probably isn't the strongest. Uh, we're going to talk about Group group D and Group C uh, when we come back. Hey, ball boys and girls. I didn't see you there. I was too busy watching the game here on my amazing seats. Well, come to think of it, I should thank today's sponsor, SeatGeek. They're the leader in ticket resales, and with hundreds of thousands of events going on, you're almost sure to find some great tickets with them. And hey, while you're there, use our code FC13POD to get $20 off your first order. So thanks to SeatGeek for sponsoring us and helping me get these amazing tickets. Okay, we are back. I hope you enjoyed that ad. Thank you, SeatGeek, for sponsoring us. Uh, as always, Group C and Group D. This is where Jamaica will meet their opponent, the number one team coming off Group D. And, you know, genuinely, they Jamaica could probably beat any of these teams. Uh, you have Guadeloupe and Guatemala with four points at the top, and Canada with two points off two draws. Cuba have been eliminated. Canada is their next opponent. And Cuba have already had a... Uh, well, it's it's another instance of this, but they have already had players defecting from the nation as Cuba uh, have spent their time in Houston for this Gold Cup. Canada versus uh, Guatemala... Uh, we will talk about first. I mean, it, it, it goes without saying what the Guadeloupe-Cuba game was. It was a domination. Uh, Matthias Peton and co. and company 
dominated the Cubans uh, outright, and it wasn't a surprise necessarily that Guadalupe were doing well again. But I don't think, even though it is only Cuba, it's still a massive win like that. Maybe it wasn't on the cards for most people. Anyway, Guatemala versus Canada, and I think it is a match that a lot of people would have said Canada should be winning as a country inside the top 50 FIFA rankings and Guatemala being well far below that. We will say that. We'll say it as much um, lower than 100, um, which obviously means that Canada probably could have and should have dominated. However, we're forgetting a couple of key things. First of all, the temperature, maybe it didn't infect them that much. Who knows? But uh, there's... There's a chance it didn't because they did look pretty good throughout the whole match, but the ultra hot and super humid uh, weather was definitely favoring Guatemala. So was the crowd. Um, it did not feel like it was in Houston. It, it could have been in Guatemala um, at their national stadium because it was packed with uh, blue and white and they they led the chance. They were you know whistling every time Canada got on the ball, um, and what they put behind their nation uh, on the field, uh, it was incredible. And you could tell that the Guatemalan players were very much, um, they were very. Um, it was a real boost to them, uh, I think, and they did go forward with a lot of ambition. They had quite a few counterattacks late on, which did look to be deadly because Canada was, obviously they were both chasing a winner, but I think Canada was maybe a little bit more desperate uh, for that. Guatemala, though, what it comes down to was they just weren't able to place the shots right. Ardon had a big chance uh, relatively early on, and it, it was off a corner, very well delivered, and it just it it bounced wide, so that was not his greatest moment, uh, and especially for 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 Guatemala, you definitely have to look uh, look on it if you're them, and even say maybe it was a mischance because to be perfectly honest, it it Canada were good. I like I I don't don't get me wrong. I think they were actually pretty good. Guatemala looked like they had so much more, not only going for them, but in terms of what they were actually doing on the field, um, it all looked very promising. They just couldn't put it all together. Um, Boreon was forced into a couple saves, which was big. Uh, didn't really notice much from him, but maybe that's because he didn't have any, you know, big uh, mistakes in terms of you know, kicking the ball into a crowded area or anything like that. Sometimes those little things which he does, um, but it, there wasn't really anything like that in this match, uh, which was pretty good because I, I do think Guatemala could have made Canada punish, uh, could punish Canada. Um, and in terms of what the Canadians were doing on offense, it was a dire situation. No one, and I mean nobody, could cross the ball. Uh, they were, I think, 4 for 28 on crosses. I have an article up on 13thmansports.ca if you want to read that. Um, 
And essentially, it was just, I was talking a lot about on that right side, Larea and Ahmed were very uh, ineffective there. And I think it is because in most situations, Guatemala had two defenders on that side ready to ready to charge and block across. But at the same time, even like everywhere else, they were so dismal. It was pretty shambolic, like some of the some of the balls into the box. Um, and there was no chance that Cavallini would be able to get to it. And Cavallini, whether it was because of cro- the crosses being subpar or because of uh, him just not doing as much playmaking like he did, you know, in that in that first game, the pass at Junior Hoylet, which then went back to himself and he scored. There wasn't really anything like that. So he was completely silent. I honestly would say I didn't see him like at all uh, in this match. Uh, as for Hoylet, another strong performance, but yeah, it is it is pretty obvious. You know, he he there there are things that really need to be um improved upon and he still does do a lot for this team don't get me wrong I think he's he's a good player to have on the field I I'd prefer him to be on the field than on the bench uh for the specific Canada team but you know the shot placement is a thing uh it's 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 not as bad as as the crosses but the shot placement is does leave a lot to be desired um I think Canada should probably be going for the long shot a bit more, but they they haven't, and I think it's just because the accuracy is similar to the crosses. Anyway, in order, so this group is is as I said at the top, very much wide open, and nothing is decided. Uh, we don't have a group winner, nothing like that. So Guadeloupe uh, have a better goal differential than Guatemala, which has them at number one. So tied on four points. Now, the question is, is that if if they draw, and that is their match, they're, they're playing each other while Canada plays Cuba. If they draw and Canada win, Canada are able to get in. However, they will need a lot of goals against uh, Cuba. Their goal differential is now, is, Canada's goal differential is zero. Guatemala's is one. So, uh Preferably, if, if, if Guadalupe and Guatemala draw, Canada is going to have to get two goals or more or three goals and concede one. Either way, what they've got to do is A, just get the job done, and B, uh, go out there and score a lot of goals. Option two, one of Guadalupe or Guatemala win. Uh, in that case, that has one, point, one team on seven points, and that would be the group winner. And then one team on four points, uh, which means that if Canada were to beat Cuba, they would uh, pull into second uh, with five points. I don't believe they. That technically, there is an extremely outside chance that they do win the group, which is if Guadeloupe and Guatemala draw, and it's like one-one, and then Canada wins like five-nil. Then on goal differential they would rise to the top, which is extremely unlikely. Um, most likely, if they are going to make the knockouts, they'd finish second, but uh, finish second. But obviously, if they draw with Cuba, if they lose to Cuba, they're done. Um, which would be 
a very disappointing reality for Canadians. And in Group C, we do, uh, in fact, have a group winner. It's Panama, who have who, who beat Martinique. The Shockers, Martinique, who defeated El Salvador. Coming out of the qualifiers, Martinique have been quite impressive. Uh, you know, they're given, they beat El Salvador, gave Panama a run for their money. Panama obviously are the big dogs in this group. I think we all know it. We've all seen it now after they beat Costa Rica. Who Costa Rica are tied with El Salvador in last place. They can still make the knockouts. Uh, it looks like it might actually come down to the Martinique versus Costa Rica matchup, which is happening uh, very soon. And if Costa Rica win, they will pull in the second. But if Martinique win, they're they're going they're going with it. They will head to the knockouts. It's been quite the tournament for French overseas territories. I will say that between Guadeloupe and Martinique. So still something's wide open. But we all do know one thing: Panama have been exceptional. Um, is very good for football there. They look primed to make a run as a to them and Jamaica. They do look primed to make their case. As, you know, one of the better teams in CONCACAF. Both have been far better than Canada in this tournament. Both can make the case they're the third best team in CONCACAF right now. And even as a Canadian, I would not argue with that at all. I do think that uh, Jamaica or Panama right now would beat Canada. Uh, I'm just, like, this Canada team, you throw in Davies, David Laren into the mix and beat Canada and you stack it on those guys. It's a very different uh, story. But as of right now, in this Gold Cup, if they meet, I think Jamaica and Panama are both winning. Anyway, that draws uh, this episode to a close. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back soon. I imagine, I think, to recap the ends of groups C and D, uh, very you know, very much a lot on the line, and then we will have our quarterfinal matchups, and then we can preview that too. Uh, all right, I've been uh, Thomas Hewitt. This is the FC 13 Presents Islands to Igloos Gold Cup. Uh, recap show and we will I will talk to you soon